All right, welcome to episode three of the Cuckoo's Nest podcast time. Uh, medication time, I should say, with the boys again. Uh, on this uh, freaky Friday, June 17th, uh, following, uh, I guess, what was it, game six last night of the NBA Finals? The yeah, uh, it's definitely some fireworks. I mean, it was another rat kill. Uh, it seems like every game in this uh, in this series is... I mean, there's been some exciting games, but when you get into it, I mean, you look at the score, it's really not all that good. Hopefully Game 7 uh, brings something better. But there were some storylines that uh, that came out of the game, specifically uh, starting revolving around the Curry family, which is not something I thought I uh, would be saying. And uh, I guess we could start with that. Uh, start with the Steph Curry element. And obviously in the late in the fourth quarter, uh, a bunch of ticky-tack fouls called on him. He finally erupted. And hurls his mouthpiece at uh, Than, who turned out to be a uh, minority owner's son. Uh, and uh, obviously gets thrown out, and then his, uh, his wife took to Twitter to uh, vent her frustration, G- Giselle style, and uh, obviously uh, faced uh, tons of backlash from that. So uh, I guess that's where we'll begin. Um, so do you guys have any thoughts on the, uh, on the whole incident, or uh, anything on the wives and, uh, the wives and girlfriends of, uh, of athletes taking their uh, frustrations, supporting their men to the, uh, to the tweeter? I think she needs to keep her mouth shut, but I don't necessarily disagree with what she's saying. Um, maybe going to the Twitter world is not the way you want to do it. It never really is, but I don't necessarily disagree. Well, I mean, it, she doesn't have to talk. There's the whole thing. I mean, as you, you guys see, uh, Brian Windhorst, or you like to say Jim Moulton, got involved <laughs> with it because he's been a voice this whole finals, talking about that she has to. She's a, she's an emotional woman. What do you want from her? I mean. I, I get a lot of I get frustrated often, start throwing things. But when we're playing ball, I don't blame Curry. I would have done it too. But you know, she's she's got to relax there. It's I, not I, her place. I, I don't think that she should need to censor herself because she's just a fan like everybody else. But the issue is that when it becomes a distraction and a storyline for the rest of the team. But I mean, it's going to be Game Seven in the NBA Finals. The Warriors have a lot more to worry about than Stephen Curry's wife going on the Twitter after some BS calls. I mean, as Steve Kerr said, this is the MVP, and he gets three questionable calls against them. Fouling out in Game Six. I mean, we talked about this last time. The, the NBA they they won a seven game series. Well, yeah. I mean, it, 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 yeah, Tim, what were you saying? I was I was just asking if that was the first time he's fouled out. Uh, I think it's the second time this year that he's fouled out. I believe. I think they said uh, it on the broadcast. I, I think not. they said on the broadcast it was the first time that he even had five fouls in the playoffs. Oh, was it? So that, uh, that last foul was a joke, though. I mean, there was nothing there. You shouldn't put yourself in that situation knowing that you have the five foul. But well, come on. The, the game was over anyways, really. I mean, and at that point, they should have got Draymond Green out of there. You know, send him, send him the French Polynesia. You don't want him anywhere near the queue at that point <laughs> well, because he was about to erupt. Well, that's what I – I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, Steve Kerr, you know, obviously lauded as a pretty – Pretty good coach, but at that point, I agree. The game was completely over. I mean, the ne- next thing you know, Draymond's going to be smacking balls around and you know getting uh, suspended for Game Seven, well, and that would be the last thing that uh, that you'd want. But you know, you look at the uh, you know Curry's wife doing all that, and it's not as I mentioned. You know, it's something we've seen before. We saw Giselle, you know, catch the damn ball or whatever with uh, with Welker, and there's been some other. Obviously, uh, Brent Grimes' wife is always in the headlines, well, they, making outrageous claims. When, but. when he was a free agent this past off season, the Bucks made uh, made his wife uh, delete her Twitter before he signs his contract. Signs the contract, and she's right back on it. <laughs> so you know, it, it, you, you can't. 
Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, that, that woman is nuts. I mean, she is. She, she, she brings, she brings the leverage on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, she's defending her man. But you know, it's uh, you look at the other element of that. Curry throwing his mouth guard, and over the past few days, it's obviously been a story that uh, Curry's mouthpiece is going for five grand on on eBay. I mean, it's unfortunate he threw it at a minority owner, so the guy kid already has money. But you know, anybody in the front row courtside is going to have money. But I wish he would have thrown it to like the upper deck. Throw somebody five grand, you know, reimburse their uh, reimburse their tickets. I mean, it, well, that's what you get for going to the game. You go, if you sit in courtside, you get the uh, the chance to get some memorabilia. Yeah, for like five thousand for for a fucking mouth guard. Wait, how is that valuable? Well, tell me what. Why would you want? Why would you want it? That, that's that's what I don't understand. I mean, if you had to make a Mount Rushmore of things for like game use things from an athlete that you would not want. Jockstrap. Well, I was going to say, the jockstrap's definitely on there. To me, one of the grossest things is when the game's end, the players take the headbands off and the toss right. them. Again, so, but I would say, so you have the jockstrap no, and the... No, I don't want as gross. The jockstrap, the mouthpiece are definitely in there. So what other two yeah. would you put in there to fill out the Mount Rushmore of game game use memorabilia that you would not want? The headband's not a bad one. It's, it's soaked in sweat. And uh, plus, that's another I thing... You're not going to wear these things for a mouthpiece. You're not going to put it in your mouth. When people show up to your house, you're not going to have it in the middle of your fucking living room saying, hey, Stephen Curry's mouthpiece over here. Yeah. Check it out. I would use it. I'd just go, ah. Like, like there's, no, there's no social status with that. It, it, there's almost a stigma with it with you having too much too much money. Like, it's just, all right, let me go throw away money. Stigma? We're, we're anti-stigma here. There's a stigma. If you won't, if we you said this over and over, we are anti-stigma. If you spend five grand on Stephen Curry's mouthpiece, game use mouthpiece, then there's something wrong with you. You should be with McMurphy Cheswick. You should be on here with us in the cuckoo's nest because it's time for medication time. Well, that's like, I'm sure that's how Harden got in the, the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I bet you my one friend would try and buy that if he had money. Fucking Stephen Curry mouthpiece. No, I've never been a memorabilia guy. I don't really get the point. I, I mean, I guess if you're going to get something and it's going to, you know, gain value over the years and, and, and certain things like that. But, you know, Having like. autographs and stuff is cool. I would never pay for this stuff. I mean, I got some, like, some cool things in my room and everything, like Rizzuto autograph and stuff like that, but I'm not going out and buying it. Right, exactly. I mean, to me, I, I just don't I don't get it. Like, some of it's cool stuff. that, Like, if you have a man cave or, you know, or whatever, it, it's cool to have some it, of that it's stuff. It's something that you can show off and you can be, you know, it means something to you. I don't see how a mouthpiece means anything to you. I don't see how a jockstrap, a headband, I don't see how any of that has any meaning to you. And I don't why, think you're giving out jockstraps. You never, look, I wouldn't rule it out. Steiner Sports, I bet you if you looked it up, I bet you it, Jeter probably tried monetizing his jockstraps. Yeah, Tim. They cut up chairs and like a hundred different pieces and sell them. You try to tell me they don't sell jockstraps? They sold. Straps? They sold the dirt the from the old Yankee Stadium. They sold the dirt. Fucking dirt. Are you gonna tell me you don't want a Coke can or Rebay jockstrap? Oh wait, he doesn't even have to wear one because there isn't a cup big enough to fit him. I would consider that though. <laughs> That's gonna be a mammoth cup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, as a like, I That's a get, bowl. It's not a cup. He's wearing a bowl down there. Like, there's certain things like, like, <laughs> <It's a crock. laughs> like you know, like, like say, you know, certain bowl, like you know, baseballs, like specific home runs. Yeah, that's pretty cool to have, or you know, a bat, or you know, different things. But specifically, like stuff that's worn by guys, and you know, to me, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really see the appeal. You're not wearing it. I mean, I guess you're. I mean, you could frame it or whatever and say it, but you know, like we've had the cases in the past, like the whole Eli thing uh, came up with, you know, supposedly when they were just roughing up some random Eli 
jerseys, and it wasn't really the jersey he wore, and they were selling them. Now, that turned out probably to be Fugazi, but, you know, it's just one of the things where you really don't know. I have a question. I know you guys don't, you, the Twins don't watch soccer, but after the games, they, they, a lot of players trade jerseys. What do you think they do with those jerseys? Well, they do, they do it in football, too. I mean, I think it, they started doing that in football. It's, uh, I have no idea what they do to them. It's, I, th- I think it's just, it's similar to fans. It's just memorabilia type stuff or, you know, stuff. These guys got money already. No, I, I, it's I, interesting I, to I, see I, when it started because now it's just become a, a tradition. I, I think it's just yeah. mementos from your, you know, to remember, you know, oh, I played against this guy. Do you have you like know, a case this. of like jerseys I, against... That would be my... Uh, I, I think that these guys are in their man caves. Like if they have a basement, I bet you they have, you know, a certain area where they just have it lined. I wouldn't even be shocked if you have, you know, went into like Beckham because I know Beckham trades all the time. A- Antonio Brown is the first person I remember getting uh, news for it. Like, uh... It was before he had he had really broken out. I think he was trading with Revis, or it was one of the star cornerbacks, Richard Sherman. Maybe it was. They just started doing that recently. Yeah, before. it was a couple of years ago. Like, like, I mean, it could have been going on for a while, and it just started getting in the news. I could see like Ibrahimovic, like uh, some like dickhead, just like lighting him up on fire and basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for an athlete, it doesn't cost any money. You know, it, it, that's why I don't really care, and it, and it means something to them because they know that they went up against the guy, and they obviously respect him as one of the best. Yeah, so that's it, a little bit of respect. So, but I would never think about even like considering paying extra to get a game worn jersey. No, the idea that they cost—it's stupid. Just get me. A I, would, I would watch it first thing I would do. Be like, yeah, that's, <laughs> but my, a new one. But does it lose it? Like you know, like specifically, you know, like you'll see grass stains or dirt stains on it. They kind of make it, you know, give the authentic yeah, feel. You watch it. If you wash it, I, maybe some of the stuff comes out or off. Is it? And it kind of loses its luster now. I mean, I don't smell it up my my bedroom or wherever I'm hanging it. For for me, like like for example, like let's say you had uh, you had like David Tyree's Super Bowl forty two jersey. Like yeah, that would be something really cool to have. But it, it, do you know how much money? Like anything that's actually you would say, oh yeah, I would actually like to have that. That's going for sense. that's going for a crazy amount of money. I mean, if a guy's paying five grand for Stephen Curry's mouthpiece, he's probably who knows how much that that would go for. And also, if, if you're going to be throwing around money like that, I mean, go 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 give it to the to the poor, or the elderly, or uh, donate it to cancer, or even just throw it on black in a on a roulette table. Like it's there's a much better ways to use utilize your money there. Well, I think that's the main point. Is if you, five thousand dollars? If I, you know, even if I had, there's a lot other ways I would spend that money than on stuff. I would much money. rather gamble that away on the color. Easily, you think they ever started uh, like auctioning off and selling like Matt Harvey's lips when he throws them out and puts them in the dugout? <laughs> Maybe some empty How skull cans. How much do you think those go for? <laughs> I wouldn't think much, but there probably is somebody who would pay for it. In all seriousness. No, there probably definitely is. Man, that's. All right, well, let's put it this way. You put a Matt Harvey lip up for auction. We'll get the auctioneer uh, between the four of us going. And the starting bid is just zero. They're one cent. Starting bid's one cent. You know, you, you got to at least, you got to bid something here. You're not getting it for free. Who's putting their hand up to bidding two cents? I, I'd kick two cents, a couple pennies. I mean, give oh, a penny, take a penny. Oh, a couple pennies. Yeah, why not? It's... I think I think I don't care. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna get this this used tobacco. You're gonna get it in your hand. It's gonna be disgusting. You're gonna throw it down. You just wasted a buck. <laughs> would you would you try to put it in? Would you try to see I if it's in? I would say I'm Batman and throw it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'd say it's definitely a little uh, ludicrous how far the memorabilia business has gone. But oh. uh, well, what about? Uh, 
Like, like for example, how much do you think a LeBron Cavs jersey from his first time around goes for? Those got to be uh, very <sighs> rare. They those got to be unique nowadays. They burn so many of them. Burned down, yeah. It's like, <laughs> very limited ones. Well, that's the question now. Is that with the Waj report coming out today that if LeBron gets gets one for the land, that uh, he may maybe uh, taking his talent somewhere warm again, either uh, Miami or L.A. Uh, now, you know, if he wins the championship, obviously. Cleveland's feelings towards him wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be too bad. I, I still think there would be some, some well, yeah, bad blood wait, there. Let's let's start with that. Let's go around the table with that. Let's say LeBron wins and comes through in Game Seven, wins Finals MVP, which he would rightfully deserve, and you know brings him onto the land. And let's say he leaves, goes to Miami, goes to LA, goes. Well, hold on. I, I think I think MVP should go to Kevin Love. Yeah, look, we'll get to. I mean, love's love's gonna be out the door. He's gonna be in Boston. Kevin the, Kevin the Love's of, concussion won the series. Okay. Yeah, sit that man down. <laughs> but, <laughs> Team wins. <laughs> but 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 with LeBron, I mean, part, do you think if he left after winning a title that he would still be revered in Cleveland as the guy, you know, the hometown guy who came back, left us but came back, got us the championship, or do you think he would be viewed again? Potentially even worse than he was the first time that he left. Is just a band, like kind of kind of using them as like the. Uh, you know, kind of like an ex-girlfriend in a way where you kind of go and you go, you pump a couple loads into her over the summer when you bump into her and then, you know, you, you break it off and, you know, it's like, all right, yeah, it was nice. It was cool the first time, you know, kind of in a dry spell and he dumps them into her. Then it's like, all right, now I'm moving on to bigger and better things again. Like, you're not good enough for me and leaves Cleveland again. I think it's going to be closer to that if he were to leave, even even with winning and putting the performance he has. Because in a way, it's a slap in the face. It's like they're a pity case, you know. It's like, all right, you know, yeah, sure, I'll come win you guys a title. But it's kind of like I, I, like just bringing in mercenaries, you know. They're so desperate to win a title not having one in so long. I think he'd be seen as, as a hero either way. I mean... Is he going to go anywhere? We'll, we'll wait and see. But he's played so well in this finals, getting like 40 points, almost averaging a triple-double in the games. But just since they haven't won one in so long, I, I like the city itself, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's loved either way. I well, mean, I mean, I I, think he's done I, obviously my, my, Miami was, was college for him, so is Cleveland grad school now, and then he's going to go somewhere else. Well, I mean, you could kind of have it. It's kind of like Tim in a way, I guess. You know, he started out, you know, on the islands. Then he went up to Binghamton as kind of his college experience. And he's coming back yeah. home to go to Stony Brook. Special half at Seton Hall. Don't forget that. <laughs> so then, so, you know, so, so, so Tim's going to, he'll go for like a year to grad school. And then he's going to get tired of it. He'll bring a chance. He'll win, bring some prestigious award to Stony Brook. Then he's going to go leave and go down to VCU and finish up his grad school. And it's going to be like, you know, like sort of like what LeBron did. You're going to be a doctor in two different things, Tim. Wait. None of this makes sense, but <laughs> going back to the original point, the, the bump into slide back maneuver is it's an awesome maneuver if you're the one pulling it, but you always end up looking like an asshole at the end of it. Speaking what, from experience, what, of course. What, what, what do you mean, though? You, you, you mean going to, like, uh, free beer night at, uh, at John Scott's and dropping uh, $120, uh, dollars, $210, actually, 110 each on, uh, on, shot, a, shot, on, a, on shot, a shot? I mean, is that, is, that a shot, is that a shot of the blood of Christ? Half of that money went towards a woman. A, a, a shot at JC must be amazing, though. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, I, I haven't gotten one of those. Every week at church, Tim. Let's not... <laughs> Why are you paying under three hours for it? I'm, I'm craving it. I have not gotten a, a shot of JC in who knows how long, and it's too long, you know. 
I'll have to go to confession and it'll be wiped away. Well, but. I actually, uh, <laughs> when we were drunk one time over the winter at Buffalo Wild Wings, I, oh, I put in the order on Amazon for like 300 wafers of the blo- uh, body of Christ. Place, yeah, well, what happened was I still had my old like uh, college card on there, like linked, and it was out of money. And I, I guess I guess that was from my Amazon. So uh, when I checked two days later, like wondering when it was getting shipped, and I was like, oh, shit, it got, it got canceled. And I was like, you what know what? What would you do with, with those little b- – the- Pieces of bread or whatever. It's not a piece of bread. It's the fucking body of Christ, body dude. Show some wafer. fucking respect. I, I, like, it's a piece of fucking wafer. It tastes delicious. Spread, a, spread a little peanut butter on it. You, know? <laughs> you can't put peanut butter on it. I'd put it, throw it in my soup, you know? take communion every day? Be like, in, in the body, in the name of Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. We'd bless, we'd bless it and then we'd give it to each other. Yeah. Make sure somebody says give it to each other. Give it to each other. Yeah. <laughs> you can't take it. So you can't just like reach in like you're no. in a bag of Lay's, you know, and just reaching in and start munching. You, you know, you need an Eddie Scazzario unauthorized audio for that one. <laughs> Tag that one for the clips. But no, I mean, I, I was all in on the body of Christ. I haven't, you know, it's sad to say, but I haven't been to church and God, I, I don't I'm know. On Sunday. I feel blessed. Well, but the problem is... Well, that's not a real church. I mean, you know, we were home. I was working on Sundays, and then once we started the CFD, we were playing Sunday morning, so it was kind of difficult. And it's not like I could go to Saturday Night Mass because I was working then. So it was kind of difficult. But I do miss it. I really do. Hey, you know? mor- morning hymns every morning. I recommend all of our listeners out there, if you can't make it to church, every Sunday, get a playlist going of every song that has... Something related to God or religion Jesus in the title. Jesus Take the Wheel is not related to God. It's the fourth song in the playlist. It's My the fourth Sweet song. Lord's third. Jesus Take the Wheel is fourth. All right, so he, so <laughs> you, you don't got... You hear it in church when you're there. It's not locked there. out of heaven. It's supposed to be depressing. Lo- yeah. All right, so so you start out with Gather Us In and uh, All Are Welcome, two gr- the greatest hymns that there are out there. You no, got pretty Catholic to me if I didn't you, say so. You, you, got, you got My Sweet Lord. Uh, what's that? What's what's my sweet lord? George Harrison, the the late great George uh-huh. Harrison. May he rest in That's peace. That's not being played in church. We're, we're talking about Krishna. No, man. no, Krishna, no. Krishna. See, the thing is, you're missing the point here. It doesn't need to be played in church. It's just it needs to have either religion in the song or religion in the in the lyrics. So ju- I'll just rattle off some of the ones we listen to. So Jesus, sure. Jesus, take the wheel. Locked out of heaven. Stairway to heaven. Uh, knocking on heaven's door. Uh, tears in heaven. Listen, uh, I love your playlist. Li- yeah, I love it already. Li- living on a prayer. Uh, nice, hallelujah. Nice. Uh, from who? Uh, the Jeff Buckley one, I believe. You should get the El Devo one. I think they sing it in Spanish or something. Ah, it's what, what else? Oh, uh, give it a listen. G- Jesus was an only son. Oh, Jesus was an only son. Yeah, uh, God by John Lennon. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole <coughs> list. I'd much rather listen to that. Than we, now my family, we go like we try to make it to go like 15 minutes late, so we miss the or, or like the morning. That's dance. a sin. Oh, that it's is... amazing, dude! I go in, I sit down. They're already, they're already taking offering. I'm like, you grab right. a donut. Dude, no, no, you leave church early. You you don't get there late. You always get there early, but you leave after communion. You fucking, you're right out the door. Yeah, they, do commun- they do communion every week there, and then they pray and we're at the door. I'm, the, I'm like the first. No, person no, goddamn! Like, Here's what you do. Jesus Christ, this is what you got to do. You walk up, you take the communion, you shoot out the the side door, and you're you're out. That's it. Thank, they thanks, us, God. They give us the communion in our seats. I'm sitting down. Oh, my God. You bougie yeah. bastard. This isn't Catholic. This isn't Catholic. I have matzahs as my, my the body of Christ. Excuse me? Yes, you heard me correctly. You go to Jew? You're, you're a Jew? No, 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 no. When did you convert, Tim? <laughs> I, could, I would love to go. I, would, I was trying to go on birthright all the way over. They Did you know that they they pay? Wealthy Jews pay for younger Jews to go like over to Israel when they're like 16, 17, 18 years old. I don't want to go to I'd Israel. avoid that now. There's Are you kidding me? I would slay so much Israeli pussy. 
Well, would you like oh. go for, would you go for the Palestinian angle where maybe it would be like hate sex, like kind of like Larry David and Curb, you know, like where he's going with the the Jews and the Palestinians and No, I think I would walk over there and be like Christ is the Messiah and probably be kicked off the trip immediately. Set back on the train. Yeah, I don't get why the, you know, the whole I mean, JC, it's it really is an interesting case where if you know, people talk about time travel and when you'd go back and it really would be difficult cuz I really I wouldn't, you know, sometimes like, say, the Miracle on Ice, I would have loved to go back to, like, 1980 and place a futures bet on the U.S. to win. And, Brilliant. I mean, it would have been and all the money you'd want. Yeah, it'd I be mean, fun. M- most of my things for going back going back in time would be to actually place bets, which may be team degenerate right there. But I think that, that that's a great way to, to make money. the world from anything, that's for but, sure. No, no, but I, I don't even... No, I'll put one right between Hitler's eyes. No. Yeah, everybody He's says that. Everybody that says that, but good, good oh, luck. Yeah, good luck. Can, no, but... Uh, but but no, I wouldn't. I would like to go back to when when JC was on Earth, and, and I would have just like to observe. Not even just just observe to see if this guy really was who the myths say he is. Or you know, is it going to be like in a couple hundred years, couple thousand years, we're going to be looking at back at him like Zeus and uh, and you know all, all the Greek gods and, and all that. Which is, which is something I want to bring up. When did Greek mythology like just die? When everybody was like, ah, you know, this is this is bullshit. It's when the Greeks went bankrupt. Well, that was no money. No one's gonna follow the church. I was no before that. I was dude. They they make a god for everything. I think people started to like figure out how the world works, and they're like, all right, that's not a god. That's not a god. They had gods for every day of the year. Like when something happens, there's a god for that. Well, we have a god. It's podcastus. That's uh, that's the that's the podcastus. Podcastus. That's that's the that's the god of the podcast. He's married to Podcastia. Podcastia. Podcastus and Podcastia. That's the guy who, he's the one who tapes it and puts it on for us. Yeah. yeah. Someone's got to do it. I don't, see him, I don't see anyone doing it. It must be Podcastia. Exactly. We've got to figure out what his origin story is. Well, my <laughs> question is, how did Christianity kind of corner the market on for their God calling him God? Like, don't you think Money. that's... You know, like, like you got Does Allah. Allah mean God? What? I don't. I don't know. It might, but it's not. It's I'm not the word. Sure it means God. I don't. I. I wouldn't know. And I probably sound ignorant, but I think it means God. All right. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe it is, but it's not the word maybe God. That's the conversation. It's not the word God. That's because we speak English. Well, they all mean. I all mean, right. obviously, oh, anybody's God means God. Big, but I'm saying, like, ours is God. Big, you know? like, big T here. Big T. Yeah. Here. Who the fuck is credited with creating all these languages? Why do we not only have one language? Like how to I mean, creating one language is hard enough. Think about how difficult that is, and all I these fucking clauses, and they couldn't speak around the world, so like you can't create it. Now, now we should have one. Now that we have no, but I'm saying, who the fuck creates a language? Shouldn't be English. How there the how, other languages that sound nice? How the hell were these cavemen <laughs> deciding, like, or whatever the fuck this originated? Whenever the aliens came over here from whatever. They, they were on Naboo or wherever they came from. <laughs> Naboo. So, when, you know, when they came over here, how the hell do you decide what the hell's a word, what's a sound? I mean, whoever created the alphabet. You start grunting. You start grunting. And yeah, you okay. But how do, you, how do you look at something and, like, look at, like, I'm looking at the computer screen right now. And how do I just go? <clears throat> and, then that, and people just know that's, that's computer. It's like, how do you distinguish grunts? So we got, <clears throat> and then we look at, uh, we look at wall, you got, <clears throat> You know, it's like there you go. Now you've we've created a new language. So every time building like, a language here. All right, this I, I it guess. doesn't make any sense. I, I swear, the alphabet, whoever created this, is a completely fugazi human being. Well, we bought into it, and we still do. But all right, so so if you want to expand this, and we're talking about you know about language and all all that was created. Now go back, you know, this is where I get the whole issues with religion and evolution and all that stuff. Is you know everybody, it always comes to a stop where nobody can explain like. So, you know, people talk about the Big Bang and it all started from this. Where did all that stuff come from that created the... 
Like, where did this matter appear? Or when you go from religion, so God created everything. Okay, where did God come from? You know, I mean, it's just it's a little food for thought for you. Somebody explain it to me. That's why evolution and science is a bunch of bullshit, too. How do we Can't have, prove it. How do we have a universe that's infinite? How the, so there's no end. So you cannot get to the end. How the fuck does that make any sense? No, like, it's, it's pretty, it's a tough concept to grasp. Where did space come from? Dr. Tim, you got an answer for that? The existence of nothing. I, I don't know. Right, but that's my point is, is where that's did it come from? It, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like we're living in somebody's dream, but at the same time we're living in somebody's dream. Where did where they did come you? from? You know, it, it doesn't. They're, 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 they're living their own dream. That's, you know, it doesn't make, it's like, I don't know where we are or how we were created or where the That's why people like religion because it gives them some sort of answer to this con- compounding conundrum. Well, do you think, I mean, was Jesus, I mean, whoever thought about, I mean, it's a great idea to give people faith and, you know, try to explain it. But whoever thought about that, the fact they didn't try to monetize it at the beginning is really, I oh mean, <laughs> it's really reflects poorly on that. Have you heard of the collection basket? <laughs> yeah, but it didn't come. Jesus. Jesus. Right, but that's my point is the collection basket didn't come, come around for thousands of years. I mean, if you go back to the guy who started out Judaism, I mean, what the hell was the first religion anyways? I guess Judaism probably, right? The first religion? Yeah. No. It's... Well, the first mainstream one I'm talking. Oh, okay, fine. Mainstream was probably Greek mythology. That's true. Yeah, but it's it's myths. Well, what, mythology. I don't know. It's who, the, who the hell did I? I don't. I don't have a good timeline on this. What, what about like uh, the Aztecs and uh, the Mayans? Were they were they pre Greek or uh, post post Greco Roman era? Dude, you're asking the wrong. I, I have no I idea, have honestly. Idea. You're asking the wrong. We need guy. a history major somewhere. I, I really, yeah, I really I don't, don't study, know. Study uh, those guys because they're gone now. So why the fuck would I care? Nobody knows. They didn't. We didn't go to that part of the world. Well, before. they had they had a bunch of like different gods, right? They believed in and yeah, yeah. It all revolved around the sun, am I right? Yeah, well, well that's. I mean, where? Right in the Mayans. Now, is do you think it's Same all right? Do you, do you think it's all right to parlay religions? Like, like you hear all these musicians saying that you got to open yourself up to listen to. You know, you mentioned George Harrison before, and you know, with the Krishna and all that, and he he opened himself up to that. You see all like who was it? Cat Stevens is Muslim now. You know, then you get you, you get like Muhammad Ali and Kareem Abdul Jabbar are Muslim. Do you think that that's wrong? That we're letting these guys parlay religions here? I'm okay with it. Tim Parley's religion. He goes to a cult and he he, he got confirmed. He was confirmed. He, he's Roman Catholic, but he's also, you know, whatever the hell he is now. When did you guys convert to whatever you do now? What did I convert? What do you mean? There's no I'm Catholics. talking Randy. I'm talking Randy here. Oh. When did you decide the cult was the way to it's go? It's Christian. It's just called Christian. I don't know any other... No, there's definitely a sect of it because all of it falls under Christianity. It's not like... You can't be pompous enough to think that yours is just Christianity. No, honestly, I really don't have a description for it because it's not Baptist. Baptist. I would put it close to that, maybe. Southern, maybe Methodist. Black to be Baptist. Southern Methodist, maybe? No, not Southern Methodist. You're Lutheran? a Mustang? No, not Lutheran. It's more like Presbyterian. You Wasp? You're a Mustang. I would love to be a wasp. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. You're, you're a Mustang. What the fuck's a Mustang? Southern the Methodist. Is, oh, is that what they're called? I think so. What's a Mustang? <laughs> I think it's so. Car, I'm wrong. I, guess. I was just going to ignore him because I have no idea what a fucking Mustang is. <laughs> the, the Pony Express. Oh, Pony Express. oh, SMU. I got you now. I got yeah. you. All right. Nice, nicely produced. Uh, Southern Methodist. All right. You know what's amazing is that my question posed about whether LeBron would be accepted in Cleveland parlayed into this whole all thing right, about right, space all right, and evolution. Fine, fine. We'll, we'll get back to this. So, no, no. Well, it's because LeBron is a god. All right, so, naturally. so okay, so so theoretically, theoretically they win. LeBron goes to me. The best best place for him to go is L.A., and it's not all that far fetched, right? And I'm not necessarily talking the Clippers. 
The Lakers have over $60 million in cap space this upcoming offseason. LeBron and Wade are both free agents. They obviously want to play with each other. LeBron and Wade to the Lakers. LeBron has a house in L.A. The Lakers have a knack for bringing in these superstar players in the past, such as Wilt, Kareem, Shaq, top players in the game's history, go from their, you know, whether it be Philly, Milwaukee, or Orlando, and they come to L.A. He's going from Cleveland to L.A. He gets to play with his friends, which obviously a couple months ago was one of the bigger stories. And then best of all, the Lakers can trade the number two overall pick to your new your Knicks. And we can yeah. go get uh, we can go get Ingram or Simmons to pair with uh, Przingis. And yeah, and you Mello's should they they're, they're giving Carmelo Anthony. Up. Oh yeah, yeah, Me- Melo's Melo's going to L.A. Let, let's get rid of him. So oh, I, I love that. Get Melo out of here. All right, so Me- so we'd have LeBron, Melo, and Wade in L.A. playing for the Lakers, taking over for Kobe with D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle still, right? Or are they going- theoretically, unless one of them has to go on the deal back to uh, to New York? I mean. It, theoretically, with $60 million in cap space, Melo's cap number is already locked in, obviously. Uh, so he's at about, I think, $25 million, right? So that would take him down to 35 to split between Wade and LeBron. I, LeBron's making so much money that I think he, he can obviously afford a pay cut, and Wade's at the back end of his career now where but he really it, isn't it, a max but player. Like, it really wouldn't even be a pay because the cap's going up so much. It wouldn't be a pay cut. He just wouldn't be getting That's the... That's what I'm saying. It's, isn't the cap going up? It, it, yeah, it, it, it would be... It would be but it would be the same amount right, of money. Right, so, right. But, but I'm saying, theoretically, what part of that uh, that idea is flawed? Well, and I'll say this, you know, bringing it back to the main question of whether he'd be received, I think it would be better if he went to L.A. Say, if he goes back to Miami, I really don't think he'll be liked. Yeah. Uh, if he goes back to LA and joins Wade again. I think he'll still be a douchebag. No, I, look, I agree. I don't. I'm, I'm in the camp where not, I think he, not I, in Cleveland though. Not in Cleveland uh, across I the think country. Go to the Western Conference. Let's let's not add that because he's not winning them a championship. Well, well, we'll, we'll get into our game seven preview probably. Well, actually, when's the game Sunday? Do, All well, right, so, so we'll touch on that towards the end of this. But uh, uh, and they might win. Look, I don't know. I'll put it this way. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. But staying on this topic for now uh, with LeBron. I, I don't think he's received well either way if he leaves no matter what. Well, according to Lodge, he's, he would go somewhere warm. So Miami or L.A. would be the two the two logical places. Now, as you just mentioned, would he go to the Western Conference? Because if he goes there, think about the Eastern Conference. There is nobody there. Who's the favorite then? Atlanta's probably... But the Raptors are going to lose either DeRozan or Biombo. Now, I know Biombo, like, you, most of the year wasn't a main piece, but... But in the playoffs, he killed it. Right, that's my point. And... You look at the Hawks. The Hawks. The Hawks, the Hawks are gonna. The Hawks are gonna lose Horford. The Hornets are probably gonna lose Jeremy Lin. And not that he's a major, but he was a he was a key contributor he for them this year. He was a role player. He played well. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the team you'd have to look at to take the next step would probably be Boston because they're probably gonna Boston, bring somebody in. Boston, they have the, they have the high draft have the, pick. Let's say let's say they get uh, I don't even know. Let's say they get the dragon from uh, from overseas uh, with the with the third pick, and then they uh, they sign Al Horford theoretically. That team, and, and and let's say Le- LeBron goes to LA, get him out of the East. Then you would have you'd have Boston add in those two pieces. Miami would either have to bring back Whiteside, or if they bring in Durant potentially, then they would be the favorite. I mean, the Eastern Conference basketball would just well, be in worse shape this year than that, it is. That's why. That's why I I, I think it's diff- it's it's fun, but it's difficult to speculate right now, just because I think you're going to look at one of the bigger NBA off seasons coming up in terms of movement and just changing the whole complexion of the league. And it's, now, and if LeBron leaves, that that just complicates it even further. Next year is when the cap goes up even further, right? Right. Not it's, this it's, it's, well, it goes up significantly this off season, but it goes up again the following. Even more season. next yeah. year because the TV revenue and stuff. Right. Now, do. 
Are we going to see a lot of one-year deals and that well, kind of stuff? To me, next year's if you look crazy, at it, probably. that's what they try with Tristan Thompson. Right, but if you look at like a guy like Durant, it makes all the sense in the world for him to sign a one, a one with an option with with Oklahoma City because then he could sign for. I think the, I think it's five years, two hundred and six million. Is if he signs the one and then he goes back and his max deal is over two hundred, yeah, well, which is and insane. It, and, and it's also lined up with Westbrook free agency as well. Yeah. So I mean that makes all the sense in the world. I think the biggest domino is that if you know. If the Cavs happen to win and LeBron goes, Miami's the obvious choice where he would go. But I think L.A. taking over for Kobe would be huge. He has his house in L.A., and they would be able to pair up all of his friends. And plus, they'd be competing against him, but he's good friends with Chris Paul, who's also playing in L.A. Uh, so, you know, LeBron's all about his buddies. He's, an old, he's not the same type as, you know, some of these who, you know, are competitive and stuff. And, so he just wants to hang. And Chris Paul's a free agent the following year, so potentially the Lakers could bring him in the next year. That'd be a hell of a super team. I think it's interesting, but and, and and it would be it would change the complexion of the league entirely, and it, and it would be great to have the Lakers. You know, when you have the good the big markets and the good teams, and it's 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 better the Celtics, the Lakers. Even if the Knicks were ever good, they're not on the same level, obviously. Yeah, they're, they're huge the, markets. The Bulls, you know, when, when you have teams like that. But yeah, yeah I I think LeBron would be. I think he's you know if he wins for his legacy. Uh, now we can kind of segue into our game seven, looking at that. For what's at stake for him in Game 7 is, I think it cements his legacy as a top 5 player. Like, he already might be there, but as a top 5 player of all, coming back and beating an all-time team. I think if he does it, yeah, that's a good point. Beating an all-time team, coming, I mean, this Cleveland team is, is very good, but it's not a great team. And Kevin Love, as you mentioned before, has been, a, you know, a, a concussion probably saved the series. Kyrie's played very, very good recently. But, you know, they got, they got some decent role players, but it's a team that's not really built for the modern NBA with the amount of bigs they have. And for them to go out and beat the, the team that is the epitome of, of what today's game is and going out there and beating them. And if they win this game seven in Golden State, which is a historic, you know, where they had a historic Down season at home. one coming right. back, never been done before. Like. So in terms of his legacy, I think it, it really would cement him, a, you know, right in that top tier of players, which I, I think he already might be there. He's a top ten player of all time right now. If you, you know, if, if he continue, if he does this and keeps playing the way for the next three or four years, he's going to be a top five player. And you could put an argument that he's, he top could. Three. Yeah, that, that's my point. So, you know, you look at that. And, and legacy stuff, he's always – the decision people are always going to hate him for. And if he saved – it's – you know, it's all speculation. But if he were to leave, I think that would hurt him as well. But, you know, if he does go out there and win – and the way they've played these past two games, you know, if you asked me even when they were up 3-1, to one, you know, even coming into last night, I would have said, all right, yeah, the Cavs I, – I didn't think they'd win last night. But if they if they won last night, I still would have – I, I still would have only given them maybe a 25-30% chance of winning a Game 7 in Golden State. But that's too But I think now it's even higher. I would give them like 40% chance. I, I think it's closer to a, to a toss-up game the way the Cavs are playing right now and with the way Golden State has kind of gone into a bit of a funk. I, I, really, I, I still favor Golden State, you know, but I think it's, it's closer to a toss-up now than I would have thought was fathomable. Cleveland wins Game 7 outright. It's a bold prediction. That's what we're going with? Wow. Well, let's, let's hear some. They, they don't just cover the spread. They went out right. You look at it this way. Golden State just completely lost their cool the last couple days with Draymond Green getting suspended for the last game. He's been a complete clown this entire postseason. Steph Curry getting all the foul calls after him. And, yes, they are Fugazi, but he still lost his cool at the very end and got ejected. I mean, this, this is a team that hasn't been shooting well. I think they're finally getting frustrated. They're obviously banged up. Curry's probably going to have one of those NHL uh, you know, post-Stanley Cup playoffs where the guy comes out after his season's over with 10 surgeries that should put him out about 
two years. But but you know you, you look at you look at Stephen Curry's banged up, not not necessarily playing his greatest ball. Clay Thompson hasn't been shooting that well this uh, this series. Draymond Green is a complete clown. They lost Bogut and they got beat up inside. I mean, LeBron and Kyrie are absolutely on fire now. Is if they if they play the same caliber game they've played in games five and game six, I don't see any reason why Cleveland can't win the game. And my prediction is that they do win. I can't see them winning again in Golden State. Draymond Green being out game five was completely the reason why they were able to win that one. Game six, I actually thought Cleveland would win because I thought like they're not going to lose the championship on their home court. LeBron just isn't going to let that happen. Game seven, though, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I don't know. I, I could see it. I mean, I know like he's not the greatest, but I think the Bogut injury does affect something just in terms of getting people rest and keeping them fresh and everything. Ooh. And an extra body, which is hurting the Warriors. But you'd think a lot of the guys like Barnes didn't have any points yesterday. Uh, He's been terrible. You hope him and Livingston have better games and like those kind of guys. But all the role players. But in terms of LeBron, I kind of, I don't know. I mean, I've always been a fan that he's one of the best ever. I already think he's in the top five. I don't necessarily think that. I, I, th- I think he this could won't be his greatest accomplishment ever, but we'll see if. Yeah, I don't think he's getting thought of any higher well, just for doing this personally. I, I will say, though, that I, I disagree with that. I definitely think a win here would elevate him. Uh, Absolutely. Number one, bringing it to Cleveland, that, that factor definitely helps. And it's a team that's not as good as the ones he's had. in the like. It's not as good as his Miami teams. It's just not. But uh, going back to the Bogut point, which I, I do think that's something that shouldn't be overlooked because if you last night uh, Tristan Thompson absolutely killed them on the boards. Where that's yeah, something. Yeah, Bogut, man. Like, Bogut really solidified them in the paint. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, what it's going to come down to is it's going to be LeBron. I mean, LeBron, at this point, it's a given that he's going to have a great game. And you would think that, you know, Curry and Thompson are going to have to play. They don't need to play their best game, but they got to play well. And I think one of the X factors coming into Game 7 is going to be Kyrie. If Kyrie can do what he's been able to do the past couple of games, it could really cause some problems. Well, will, will he outplay Curry? If he outplays Curry, then Cavs are going to win. Well, I don't even think that's – if he outplays Curry, then I don't think that the Warriors will win. Because I think because even if Curry has a great game, that means that Kyrie had some sort of you know elite crazy game well, like pantheon level game, and I just don't see how well, they can win. The, that the whole thing with this Warriors team that made him so great this year is that if one guy had a bad game, the rest of the team could pick him up. So when you look at it now, Barnes has been playing like shit. Curry Curry hasn't been great. He's obviously banged up. You know he had he, thirty he's, last night. Yeah, he's, he's had flashes in the pan. Where he's he's looked good, but overall Curry's just looked off this entire series. Um, well, he's playing hurt. Exactly, he's- that's what I'm saying. You don't want to make excuses for the guy, but it, it's obviously uh, affecting his play. Clay, he's fragile already, so yeah, and it, it's a long season. Back to back finals appearances, playing pretty much playing, every game, playing all out all season to get to these seventy well, three that's, that's another thing that makes what LeBron has done so amazing is that. It's, he's had to play the equivalent of a couple extra seasons, at least one season at this point, from all the playoff games that he's played compared to these other More guys. Than that. I mean, he's been in what? This is what? How many straight finals? Six straight finals. Six yeah. straight finals. That's at least you know, that's at least sixteen games per. So. But that's why he coached during the regular season a lot of the time. Yeah, so it's probably close to two seasons worth of games if you you know if you do the math, and plus add in the playoff games in the rest of his career. Because I mean, has LeBron missed the playoffs? Maybe a couple, one of his first two years in Cleveland or so. Maybe what, his first season. I don't now, obviously, if the Warriors win, they had the greatest regular season ever, and they win the championship. They're, what do you think? Who has more on the line here? The Warriors winning the championship to cement their legacy as the, potentially the greatest team ever? Or do you think that it's, that it's LeBron? 
in which we already went over what's at stake yeah. for him. I do want to go back to that for a second just because I do, I, I'm do. i going to say it's the Warriors. Just winning the 73 games then not doing it. And, I mean, I feel like either way, yeah, they're going to look at it as a 3-1 or anything. People are still going to go out and question them, I, I, which I, they've I, done after each championship. I, 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 think, I, I think Golden State's already lost its luster for being the greatest team ever. Just because yeah, that may be true. they are vulnerable. I, obviously, they've they've been banged up in the playoffs, and obviously, teams are out to get them. And the Thunder clicked, and they played much better in the conference finals than they had all year. But I uh, not winning the championships a whole different. Yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the trump card. But I mean, let me just say this: though. I I think the books isn't going to be closed on Golden State regardless. I, this team's going to stay together, and for the next two to three years, they're going to make runs at the title as well. And I think when you Maybe look coming. What? No. Is he coming? No, Zero I, I don't think so. But but if you look at it, though, the Warriors yeah. are going to be judged not by the single year. They're going to be judged by how this team, the era of the Steph, the, the Splash Brother era, if you want to call it, and what's going to be included in this, no matter, let's say they wind up winning, even if they win two titles in this next six years or, you know, or whatever, it, it's going to be, it's all going to be grouped together, and what's going to be included in that is 73 wins during the regular season, and the amount, and then the titles that they win will be listed separately. That that's the way I view it. I understand. What, as look, they're not. I think they're winning this this series. All right, so let's hold but, on. There. Yeah, but but even then, let, let's say they win. My opinion doesn't change. I I think they're going to be viewed as. I, I think them winning the championship is pretty irrelevant because I think they're going to win another title within the next three how or four many, years. How many? How many games have they lost this postseason? They lost one. I uh, won an opening yeah, they, round. They statistically, three. Like, by winning percentage, they have less. A lower winning percentage on the Bulls. No, but I'm saying that they've they've lost. I think either one one less or just about the same amount as uh, in the postseason as they did in the regular season. I think. Well, they got nine losses in the postseason right now. That's what they're at, right? So well, it's, it's less the same. happens when you're playing all out for 82. And games. Like, I mean, let's let's not ignore the fact that Curry Curry missed a, a bunch of games. Draymond's yeah, missed. Hurt. I mean, they've missed guys. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you look not, back. I don't think Jordan and Pippen missed any games. No, no, no. I, I'm not disputing their greatness. I'm just saying that I think that they've already lost the battle of being the greatest team ever. When you're, I, I disagree with that. When you're talking about the one game difference between that Bulls team and then they they steamrolled through the playoffs that year. Once the Portland series came, I think people started to question. Even before Oklahoma City, I I, just, I heard people questioning them, I feel like. Well, there was always que- – I'm telling you because there's people from – not really from our our generation. But well, the people, people don't want them to be the greatest. The team people ever. who are older, you know, even five, ten years older grew up with Jordan and then even the people who are older than that go back to, to some of the other uh, dynasties and, and they look at it and they say, you know, it's just natural. Whatever team you grew up with seeing you're going to think is the best and right now – there's more people. There's older. There's more basketball. Older basketball fans than there are. You know. Young, so people are naturally are gonna. And plus, all the people you see pontificating on TV or on the radio, they're not all right. You know, they they grew up with Jordan. They grew up with Bird, Magic. You know, even go further back. Francesca grew up with the '70s Knicks. You know, I mean, that's who he's gonna say is the better is the best team of all time. But I mean, y- you look at that Bulls team that won the '72 games in the conference finals. They went up against the the Shaq and Penny Hardaway uh, Magic, which is very you know. It, when you when you're gonna look back on NBA history, potentially if you know if uh, Westbrook and Durant leave, that Thunder team is has shades of that Magic team where they had a ton of potential and they never won. So you, they, they should have. They almost did, man. They could have. They should have beat the fucking Warriors. So, uh, so, so I'm just saying there that that the teams had had strong parallels all the way through. The, the, the 72 ball, 72 win balls, 73 win Warriors had parallels going all the way through the season and through the postseason. And the Bulls steamrolled through there, through their postseason, and the Warriors haven't necessarily t- done that. I understand, I understand everybody wants to individualize it, and if the Warriors win, the, the comparison will always be there. But I really think it's going to be, 
it's going to be compared the the teams themselves and however many titles the Bulls wound up winning in the 90s. I think that's when you look at the Bulls era compared to the Golden State era, I think that's what's going to be compared because I think Golden State's more than like say what the Pistons were in the early, early mid 2000s where you know they had a couple good runs and, and they won the what, the one title and they lost in another finals but which in theory you know that's what the Warriors could become let's say if they lose but I think they have staying power and they got Curry's uh Arguably, the he's you know has been has had the best season the past two years. LeBron's still the best in the league, but if you talk in terms of the best two seasons the past two years, it's been Curry. But uh, yeah. but you know, so that's something that some of these other teams haven't had. And I just think they have staying power even in the competitive West with the Spurs. Kind of, I think now we've wrote, we've written them off before and it hasn't uh, come to fruition. But uh, I think they're kind of on the downslide now. The Thunder well, and the Thunder could break up as well with well, Durant and Westbrook. Let, and all let's that. root for this for for the sake of the Warriors to really elevate their status next year. Durant leaves, goes to the Spurs. LeBron leaves, goes to the Lakers. They trade for Melo. They sign Wade, and we just have a mega conference out there in the West. If the Warriors come out of there next year, even if they don't win the title this year, they're the greatest team in the history of man. See, but I would kind of disagree <laughs> with that. I think it, it sounds good on paper and all that, and the NBA pretty much is at this point. Uh, all right, we're beating this like a dead horse, guys. No, no, no. But but there's like but, but you know you look at the NBA and there's like four teams, five teams, you know, each year that could win it. Where with these super teams and it's kind of like the, the first round of the playoffs was completely unwatchable. You know, so I think spreading the wealth wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for the league. Well, let's hope so. It's been it's been pretty top heavy. But uh. All right, yeah. So looking forward to it on Sunday. Uh, it should be good. Uh, so no, pretty, I can't wait. I'm, actually, I'm interested, but I don't think the Cavs have a chance. But uh, yeah, so pretty NBA heavy today. Uh, was kind of trying to scour through current events, couldn't really find anything for us to, uh, to touch on today. But uh, alligators. Yeah, you got to watch out for them. Alligators. Telling you, the animals nowadays are finding their place in the food chain. We better be careful. The alligator. I sent you guys that meme. That alligator has the the uh, gorilla's back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gotta you gotta watch oh, wow. out. Poor Harembe still, man. Can't believe that. Yeah, I still say a prayer to uh, whatever they God it is. More alligators over this shit for, to try and find the body that didn't wasn't even in there in the body. It was just the kid got drowned apparently by the alligator. Yeah, they said it was like small punctures or whatever. Like it wasn't the actual bite that killed it. But. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Terrible story. That's why you don't go near alligators. Yeah, next thing you know, they're going to be closing zoos, you know, and, and anything with an animal, any sort of wildlife component to it, you know? Maybe they should just, like, shoot them up with an AR-15. <laughs> this ruins a two-way petting zoo idea that we want to go with. Really can't do that now. Yeah, I think that's gone. That, that's been <laughs> up. I, I think we got to wait for this stuff to kind of pass over before we brush the uh, two-way petting zoo. I wouldn't disagree. It, it, it's not the time or the place right now, but I do love the idea of the two-way petting zoo. <laughs> it would be a great time. You can't but, say. but but the social experiment with uh, Harambe didn't go over too well. He was petting that kid pretty uh, pretty rough and uh, no, ended up with no, a bullet. He, he gave him a concussion. He didn't do anything bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately, I don't really see the two-way petting zoo happening in the near future. But Put it on the back burner. Yeah, we'll, we'll, other projects. We'll, we'll keep it on the back burner. Yeah, it'll be it'll be there among other things. But uh, all right, so anybody have? Uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was, you know, it's pretty as I said, pretty NBA heavy today. But uh, that's what you get come finals time. But uh, 
Yeah, I think you got a game seven. What's better than game seven? Hey, there's nothing better in sports. See, though, I guess we'll find out who the, who the real little bitch is between uh, if it's Curry or if it's uh, LeBron. But uh, all right, so uh, I guess we kind of already gave our predictions for it. So I guess it's three of us are going Warriors and Connor's going Cavs. Is yes, what? sir. Is that what we're going with? Wow. Ball don't lie. I hope we'll see. Right. I'm, I'm praying. To, I'm praying to my God with a capital G. It'd be nice to actually have a close game. I mean, that's another thing. This series is it a good series or not? With all these blowouts. Seven games. There's been some notable moments, but the games themselves. Have been I, I think the series has been a good series for the days where there isn't a game. Uh, when there, uh, on the days where there's a game, there's there's been storylines, story but the actual product that you're watching really uh, really hasn't been all that great. Yeah, I don't think but uh, all right, fellas. Well, enjoy your weekend. I know we're hitting the uh, Yankees are in town, so we're, we're checking them out tonight. Uh, not sure uh, exactly what you guys are doing, but uh, sure it'll be fun. I got Rockies Marlins tonight. It's probably the worst game I could have. I really don't enjoy either one of those teams working with. But, uh, yeah, you know want Italy won, so we're in good shape with that. See anything with you? Um, shout out to the Jets for signing Kyle Williams with you Giants fans remember so very well. That'll yeah. help us a lot. He'll yeah. fumble for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't put him on kick, uh, kick return. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, have a good weekend. Hope you enjoyed uh, episode three of the uh, Cuckoo's Nest podcast. Uh, God bless and good night. Good night.